0: Hi, and welcome to Resurgent You, Today's the Day podcast. I'm your host, Rosie Ritchell. If you're looking to grow as a leader, advance your credibility, or simply gain new insights into leadership and personal growth, I'm here to guide you. Together, we will work to unstick your stuck so you can become a leader others want to follow. In each episode, I will discuss topics that will help you identify your unique strengths, define your goals, clarify your values and purpose, and develop essential leadership qualities to open doors you never thought could open. In today's podcast, I'm going to talk about rapport and why building rapport is so crucial to effective leadership. So let's think about this. Let's start out with our power thought for the day. So our power thought for the day is good leadership is developing strong connections, but great leaders use rapport to sustain those connections. So again, let's talk about rapport. What do you do to bring people together? So with rapport, are you someone who builds team commitment and breaks down barriers? Do you model good behavior? So what do you do each day to ensure others work together towards a common goal? When you get to work, or for that matter, when you're at home, wherever you are, if you have to work with others, what is it that you need to do every day to build togetherness towards a common goal. What do you do to make those connections? What role do you play in building that team commitment? Are you the leader? Are you the project manager? Are you the person who develops the game plan? What input do you have and how do you bring people together? What is the rapport basis that you use to bring folks together? Are you the model? Are you the person that models the behavior and everybody watches the tone of the team to bring that commitment together? Are you the facilitator? Are you the person that orchestrates that conversation? If Someone starts to get a little too tense or a little out of hand, do you bring them back to center? Or are you absolutely the glue that holds everything together? Or are you the person that sabotages? And we'll talk about that next. So do you keep the team on track? So think about this for a minute. Make a list of common attributes and skills that build team commitment. And when I say this, I want you to think positive. And so when you talk about building a team and building committed leaders, because I hear this all the time when I teach my leadership classes, everybody always talks about how leadership is horrible, nobody can keep the team together, this person sucks, that person sucks, but I never hear a lot of people say, hey, this person really brings some great ideas. Hey, this person holds us together. Hey, this person marches us forward. So I want you to think about how you build rapport and what your role is in bringing team commitment together. Think positive thoughts. What skills and attributes do you have that play a huge commitment to bringing a team together or completing a task or a project? I don't want you to point the finger at somebody else. I want you to point the finger back at yourself. What attributes and contributions do you bring to that? And then think about it this way. Are you someone who creates clicks or perpetuates silos? And we all know these people. One of the organizations I worked for in the past, everybody knew if if there was a new person that got to that organization and went into that unit, everybody knew that there was a group of people or one person that just brought everybody down. No matter what they said, how they presented it, the look they gave you, they just brought everybody down. They were not good at building rapport. They didn't even care to build rapport. So are you that person? Are you the person who creates those clicks? Are you the ringleader? Are you the person that perpetuates those silos if people don't act or you know, communicate the way you do or listen to what you do or follow you? Do you all of a sudden shun them? If you're a leader, you shouldn't be doing that. Leaders are people that unite people and bring them together. So what do you do each day to bring people together? When I talk about creating clicks, Think about this, if you're that person, and give yourself a hard, honest look in the mirror. What do you do each day to create a divide on your team or in your organization? And if you're that person, you know exactly what you do. You come at it with a bad behavior because maybe you didn't get a promotion or you didn't get a certain job, so you make sure everybody else knows the pain that you're going through and you make everybody else's life miserable. Are you that person creating that divide? Do you make condescending or snide and rude comments or quips? Do you look for something or someone to complain about? Do you spend your time complaining about others? There was a point in my career, most recently, where I was in an area and I was doing my job and I literally could not focus on doing my job because the person who was near me would talk to themselves on a regular basis and anything and everything out of their mouth was negative. Oh, I can't wait to retire. Oh, I can't believe they did this. Oh, I can't this, I can't that. And I'm like, holy hell, stop it already. I can't even focus on what I'm doing because you're having these conversations with yourself and you're venting your frustrations out loud. It was a nightmare to be around this person. Are you that person? Are you that person that talks out loud hoping that everybody else is going to hear you and it all of a sudden elevates you? Well, yeah, it elevates you. It elevates you into the person that nobody wants to be around you undermine your boss or other peers and do your own thing? You know a project's supposed to go this way. You know your responsibility is, is a certain thing, but you drag your feet purposefully so that you can undermine the process because of whatever reason you're angry or you're disappointed in the outlook of your career. Do you purposefully sabotage the work of others? Well, people do that. And I'm going to talk about uh, a little bit later uh, in this episode, I'm going to bring up some statistics that I read in the Harvard Business Review about how people undermine the organization. So in the Center of, for Creative Leadership, I found this quote and I thought it was pretty interesting. It says 75% of careers are derailed for reasons related to emotional competencies, including inability to handle interpersonal problems, unsatisfactory team leadership during times of difficulty or conflict, or inability to adapt to change or elicit trust. of careers, and I would venture to say that's probably elevated since the time that that quote was brought uh, to fruition. Because here's the deal, a lot of people are complaining. I just read something again in the Harvard Business Review the other day, how 70% of employees have no faith in their leaders. They have no faith in their bosses. They have no faith in their organization. 71%, are you that boss that people don't have faith in? Are you that employee that goes to work, that feels that way? Whether you're the boss or the employee, what is it that you're doing to develop rapport and bring people together and unite for a common purpose? Think about that. So there's a portion when I talk about the emotional intelligence. I follow Daniel Goleman, and he speaks about emotional intelligence a lot. And there's one category that he talks about called mood contagion. Basically, your mood is contagious. And we all know that, right? If you're around somebody who's in a bad mood... All of a sudden, do you play into that bad mood? Do you start feeling like, wow, they're really, they're really like a Debbie Downer? And how does that make you feel? Are you self-aware enough to walk away from that situation or correct it? Or do you play into it? Now, all of a sudden, you're in a bad mood. And now across the organization or even at home, everybody's in a bad mood because of your behavior. What kind of rapport do you build with others? And do you understand your mood truly has an impact on how others feel? So I'm going to transition with rapport into incivility in the workplace, because this is, this is key, and this is one of the things that drove me to branch off and, and create my own leadership business. So what's the incivility and its effects on the bottom line? Well, in the private sector, the bottom line flat out is money. In the public sector, it's public confidence. It's community confidence, right? So what is incivility? It's that unpleasant interaction with your boss, your coworkers, the public. It's rudeness. It's that passive-aggressive bullying, and you know that person. You might even be that person. It's insulting and verbally abusive behavior. It's belittling other people so that you can level them down to where you are. It's blaming others for no reason other than to make you feel better about yourself. So here's the the statistics I was talking about with the Harvard Business Review. So Professors Christine Porath and Christine Pearson, in one of the Harvard Business Review manuals called On Leadership, They pulled over 800 managers and employees in 17 industries, and this is just kind of a snippet of what they discovered. So the effects of the bottom line was this is the cost of incivility. They said 48% of people intentionally decreased their work effort because of some incivil action that was occurring within the workplace. 47% intentionally decreased their time at work. 38% intentionally decreased their own quality of work. Here's the big one. 78% committed to organizational decline. That means there was incivility in the workplace, and that means people were not developing rapport, and 78% of the people in these 17 industries purposefully committed themselves to organizational decline. 12% quit because of the workplace, the uncivil workplace, and 25% admitted to taking out frustrations on customers. So if you're a leader or you're a boss in an organization and you see those statistics and you're not immune from those statistics or that behavior, what are you doing to bring people together? What is the rapport that you're building amongst your work groups, amongst your peers? So here's a couple of things you can do to address incivility. You can really pay attention to the small stuff. Because I'm telling you, it's the small stuff, if left unattended, is going to become the big stuff. You can model positive behavior, you can reward good behavior, and seriously address bad behavior. There's nothing more frustrating than somebody who is perpetrating poor behavior, and a leader, quote unquote, or the boss, does nothing about it. Stand up for yourself and others. Walk away from situations where people are trying to start rumors. Treat others as you would like to be treated. So think about an example of an uncivil situation you experienced and how it made you feel and how you handled it. I'm going to give you a minute to think about that because I guarantee you every single one of you have been placed in this position. Were you the recipient of the poor behavior? Because I can tell you I have numerous times in my career, whether it was gender-based, whether it was based on jealousy of my ability to, to do a little better than somebody else. Were you the perpetrator? Of that incivil behavior? Or did you witness it? Did you watch somebody else treat somebody else poorly and did nothing about it? So knowing what you know now, listening to my podcast, and developing yourself every single day, what would you do to change the outcome of this in your workplace? Or would you do anything? So Dr. Albert Mahabrian, he created his famous communication model known as the 73855 rule of personal communication. And this is where 7% of what is communicated consists of the message itself. So if I'm talking to you and the message that I have to convey in our conversation, you only care about 7% of that. 38% is the tone in which I convey the message and 55% is communicated via our body language. So the communication model is used by many as an indicator for effective communication. So you know what that means when you're building rapport? That means 7% of the message People hear the message, but they are distracted by the other 38 and the other 55%. And those are either body language or tone. And you know you're that person if you come at somebody with your body language or with that tone, or you're just condescending, or you're turned off from others. So think about that next time you have a conversation. Think about the message you're trying to convey, and most importantly, think about how you're conveying it by means of your body language and again, just your tone alone. So, there's some other barriers to finding common ground when you build rapport, and I want you to think about these. And there's four of them here, and, and part of these come from uh, John Maxwell. And he talks about assumption being one of them. And are you that person that says, I already know what others know, feel, and want? So, I'll just assume that. So, therefore, when I have a conversation with them, I already know what they expect, so I'll just tell it like it is. Are they arrogant? You don't need to know what others feel or think. You just say, hey, this is the message. Take care of it and and don't ask any questions. Are you an indifferent leader? Do you just not care to know what others feel or want? And do you control others? You know, I don't want to know what others want or feel. They just need to do, again, what I say to do. Those are all barriers to finding common ground. If you're making assumptions, if you're arrogant, if you control people or you're indifferent, you're not a good leader. So you need to figure out how to make some changes. So here's some ways to find common ground with folks. Be available. Find out who you'll choose to spend your time with. Be a good listener. You'll listen your way to common ground. You'll listen to what others have to say. You'll ask questions. You'll be thoughtful, not only in how you speak to people, but how you listen and how you help them and how you support them. You'll be likable. Look, everybody wants to be liked to some degree, And people will follow you if they like you. If they know you, they like you, and they trust you, they will follow you. And more importantly, you need to have a little bit of humility. Because I'm telling you, humility goes a long way. If you have no humility, people are going to think you're arrogant, and they're not going to give a damn. So let's finish up rapport with a rapport hack. And again, I'm going to go back to Dr. Daniel Goleman. I was one of the forefathers in uh, emotional intelligence. And this one kind of resonated with me, and this is why I draw this, this one out because I think it's an important hack. So here's your rapport hack to finish off rapport. We are being judged by a yardstick, not just how smart we are or by our training and experience, but also by how we handle ourselves and others. So if you want to achieve success and be a leader worth following, then go and stick your stuff. Today's the day you awaken your resurgent you. Now go get yours.